And that's, I'm a walking, I, I am so contradictory. That's probably why I'm a superintendent, if you want to know the truth. Never go camping again. It's, uh, it's amazing how many tents and how much damage the people that put up tents can do. No. Yeah, you really need to come to our PGA tournaments and see what it's about. See what your association members are doing and see the setup. And he, he agreed. Um, and he wrote on his volunteer form, I will do anything but mow grass. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the people appearing on the show and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show's sponsors. You're listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture, an innovative company that is dedicated to your success by pioneering new technologies to provide solutions for your challenges. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is a partner you can grow with and provides the latest products from all of the leading manufacturers. Simplot Turf and Horticulture bringing Earth's resources to life. Now, here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, welcome in to Pulling Weeds, February 1st. I'm Alan Knight, here with my man Tim Krieger. Tim, how are you? S2.2. I'm in. Season 2. It is. There you go, February. Not hard to remember now. Yeah, you're tracking now. I Year am. Two's February. It just gets rough when we get into September, October, November. What year is this? How many have we done? A lot. A no, lot. I, we might want to start just making a chart. Yeah. Oh, no, we have a chart, folks. If anybody's listening, this is all diagrammed on a wall. We have the next 24 months laid out. Don't worry. We are planners. And you can see that chart, too, if you hit the uh, five-star review button and leave a quick review. Correct. After sending me a DM of a screenshot that you've done that, I will send you the calendar. So we are sitting here in Orlando, uh GIS is over by a few hours ago. Two Pow. Hours. Yeah. Pow. And as soon as it's over, I'll tell you, they start taking up the carpet, folks. You better watch your feet. The vendors try and get out a little early, and the company comes in at 400001. <laughs> yep, yep. With the decimals in there. It was cool, man. My first one, it was quite the experience. You didn't know what to expect. Did you think, what did you think? You've been to ours, so what do you yeah. think in comparison to ours? I want you to know I sat there in the middle of the room and kind of judged it. Yeah. And I feel like left wall to the right wall. Roughly you're, the same. You're not that far off from it. It's just the depth was a little different the way they set this one yeah. up with all the stages and the awards that were going to happen and all that. I'm going to say that. The booths here, construction and stuff was phenomenal. That blew my mind. Yeah, Staircases, what goes into it. Offices upstairs. I mean, we walked by that one booth, and I'm not going to mention who it was because one I don't remember, but... Every time we walked by for the first two days when we were just um, putting a chair in there and plugging something in, right. um, those dudes were in there with electric tools. I mean, the first day they laid the ground floor, and then the second day they're up on the top looking down on us. And yeah, dude, by the it was over at four today, and by four forty-two, everything that took them two days to build was laying flat on the ground. Oh, I know that thing was going down quick. <laughs> Load and knock opens at five. We'll have the truck there at five. Yeah. So uh, I won't say I got to meet a lot of people we obviously uh, deal with on Twitter or know through Twitter, and that was very exciting, very cool. Are you? Or do you feel like a turf celebrity not, now, Alan? After no, going through this? No, I've met some turf celebrities. I am not one. What are you? Are you a podcast 
turf celebrity then? No. Do you feel like you've created a brand for yourself where people recognize you that you would have never known in the turf world before because I mean, of sir, the podcast and Twitter? Some people certainly do, yeah. Makes you a celebrity boy. Okay. Moving right along. <laughs> That's what qualifies you for a free hat and a turf celebrity in our DMs. I hear you. I will tell you, somebody came up, though, and harassed me about the DMs on this trip and how they slid into my DMs to get a hat. And I said, oh, no, they said they slid into yours. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase it. I sent Alan a direct message about getting a hat. I said, well, you should have read the tweet. It said, send me one. Yeah. (laughs) I did meet the young man from California, though, today. What young man? The guy we sent the hat to. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I tell you, man, it was really neat. Getting some feedback, Alan, after a year. Members that you don't see that much. And as we crazy as we are in November running around, we don't get to talk to folks. But it's, it's like what you said. Some of that feedback makes you and I think one, you know, really we – some of that feedback you realize what they listen to and what they catch. That we don't oh, that's a whole catch. other conversation. Yeah. yeah. They're looking for the one-liners and the, the – I didn't know that bits. Right. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is it – Anna Lindsay or yeah. Anna Lindsay? <laughs> Whenever Turf Beard said that, man, I was like, the Krieger and I just looked at each other. And we're like, That's I listened what... to the Smith episode. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I really got no reason to listen to Toro. I'm a yard sale. You know? <laughs> but I did. I listened to it. And where did he tell us that, Alan? Was that on the 13th tee at Interlochen? It was. Oh, did you play some golf while you were at the golf industry show, Alan? I did. It's part of it, brother. Played a little bit compared to some people. Let's just ask this publicly. Of all the golf tournaments you worked with the South Carolina Golf Association over 12 years, how many times did you get to play golf at a facility where you worked a golf tournament? Uh, Chris Miller and I got around a good bit, some, but it would always be the same. We went to the same 12 places every year, Hartsville. Sure. I mean, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But you didn't get to play for two days before you had to work. Oh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. GIS is fun. GIS is fun. Can be fun. Yeah. Can be fun. <laughs> Vegas would be scary, I think. That's I don't think you I need to go. No, but I don't kidding. I don't think Ben McGraw would make it out alive. Wow. Shh. We like Ben, remember? I love Ben, dude, but uh his candor sometimes about what happens after the show is tough. I feel like that he, I think you and he and Kaminsky should spend Tuesday night in Vegas together next and year. And then it end up like the, the hangover. One of us would be missing and the guy Well then I think we should have a planned pod recording at ten AM the next morning. So that you guys have to leave a casino after you've seen the sun go down and it came back up when you came out and then you realize, Oh, I'm recording in an hour <laughs> and see who shows. Uh no, it was very nice getting to meet him and uh Would that be another lost pod? That would definitely be a lost pod. <laughs> But I think those guys do that on their podcast when they had one. They drink and just podcast. Did they have a pot? They did. I didn't know. Yeah. Apparently, they got a bunch of recordings that can't be used. I would Just based on the stuff that goes into print and Twitter, I can imagine what they say. Uh, and, <laughs> All yeah, right. We got to meet Dr. Kaminsky, too. That was cool. So, um, Yeah. It was nice. He stopped by. Hey, Doc. Kaminsky class. We gave you your hashtag love for the, for the non-Twitter listeners. Yep. I think I'd be scared to be on a flight with that guy. Wouldn't want to be. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely not sitting next to him. But something cool we did have. We did. We. Uh, Why does he need the exit row? Sorry. Yeah, about <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know. he'd fit fine in any seat in an airplane. True that. That's all True I meant. That. I love you, Doc. But I'm just saying, man, people like me and Al need the exit row. Uh, so we did something different. We've had Carolina's GCSA have their own booth. Uh, First time ever. Yep. Any yeah. chapter that we're aware of. Correct. We we think. And 
in the morning you can meet the directors of the Carolinas or you can meet the staff of the Carolinas. Well, the ladies who work staff. And, uh, <laughs> and then about midday, each day we flip the booth to a podcast uh, recording studio, which is the loudest podcast recording studio you can possibly have. You're going to hear a little reverb on the next couple. I feel like we screamed for two days into the microphones, you know. And we really didn't. It wasn't talking much different than this. No, but it felt like it was. It sounded like it was in these microphones or these headphones that you make me wear now. Yeah, but it sounds so good. All right, so what did we add to the kit that we have to travel with now? Alcohol wipes when we use the earphones from one baby. True that. I'll just go ahead and put those in the podcast bag. Uh, I felt bad, you know, because I'm big dude sweating. Little right. lady come in next. Right. Sorry, let me just put those on my shirt. Uh, so... Threw you there. Sorry, I'll get back to focus. You yeah. weren't ready for that. I wasn't ready, but we did record one, nine. Two, th- well, we got one, two, three off course. Oh, three off courses. Yeah, we so got- we could potentially go February, March, April with those if we wanted to. Yeah, I think we need to. That way, the audio sounds the same, and then they finally don't have Let's to just hear get rid that of mess. it. Yeah. Yes. All right. So February, March, and April off course. You'll hear one of these three: Doctor Kearns, Doctor McGraw, or Melissa Barron. Yeah. I'm sorry, Doctor Kearns, Doctor McGraw. Melb, Turf Melb, yeah, yeah. as Alan refers to her, uh, even in person, Turf Melb. I do call it out whenever I see her. That it's pretty funny, you know. And those three, those were three great interviews. Yeah, you and Doctor Kearns a, must go back a little bit, huh? We have some fun together. Yeah, he's a good egg. Oh yeah, there's we no poke. doubt about that. It's that whole philosophy, right? And this is what you got to take away from the GIS, Alan, if nothing else, that I had to learn the hard way. When they make fun of you. Everything's cool. Right. It's when they quit making fun of you, you got to worry. Yeah. yeah. I think Doc still makes fun of me a good bit. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. No doubt about that. And we got McGraw in there. Uh, thank him for the Weedy Awards. The Weedies. The Weedies. First annual Weedies. Congratulations to all the winners. Should I tell my Keith Wood story? Go ahead. Because uh, this will roll right into the next thing. Well, Keith, former... Um, Episode five, I believe. Yeah. Season one. Yeah. Go. Uh, and actually, I believe the most listened to episode there is. Keith Wood. Quail Hollow. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so, um, Carolina's Night. Thank is, you, John Deere, for sponsoring. Yeah. Uh, just minding my own business, sitting there looking at the booth, and he walks up and goes, I, gotta, I need to talk to you. We got a problem. I said, he caught me off guard. I said, excuse me? And uh, he said, you put me in the category of Matthew Wharton. But whoever th- he's like, you put me in the category with so and so and so and so. And was it Ron Kelly with the gun clicking? No, that's the one Ben won. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, been a long week. Actor of the year, he won best actor, best picture. Jeez, I can't even remember what the Wheaties are. I know they don't even really mean what they mean. You know. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but, but anyway, uh, so Keith was mad. He was up against Wharton, and I said, "Time out, man. You won." Right? He didn't think he won. Right. That and was the funny so I had thing. to pull out my phone and watch the video real quick to make sure he won, and he won. And then it was all cool, and we took a picture. Congratulations, Keith, for yeah. winning the first annual Weedy for Best Picture of the Year. And and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw our little education thing in here because it's gonna fit. One of the 19 member benefits. You know, I get to pick one a month. One of them is called Carolina's Night Celebrations. We just had one last night, so yeah. Happy. And, you know, I don't know really where the concept started other than, as you observed, all these chapters have a chapter per se night celebration somewhere. It's not just chapters. Schools. 
Correct. Schools, I mean, chapters get together. It's right. large gatherings. Some of yeah. them, like, it was the Pacific Northwest, I think, like four or five chapters got together. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so I think it was a concept that probably started at GIS. And so we actually have two events. One's called Carolina's Night, and the other's called Carolina's Night at the Beach. So I think, I don't know where the chicken or the egg was in this conversation, but we'll just go with GIS, is that we ended up coming out here and there were a number of Carolina's members who attended this. So we said, okay, well, let's pick a night where they can network and not necessarily take time networking away from the trade show floor. That was a point that I just learned today from a past president. And and it kind of resounded with me is that, you know, our philosophy on Carolina's night was always so that they could come have a cold drink, get something to eat and do their networking and not necessarily just stand around on the trade show floor. So that way the vendors could still have the interaction with everyone. Yeah, and I think sense. that's the concept. Multiply that by a hundred chapters. Right. So then we, we took that and we brought it home to our show for Carolina's night at the beach. Years ago, it was at Margaritaville. We've had as many as 775 people out of our 2000 attendees come to that party. What? Oh yeah. You imagine 750 people in Margaritaville over at Broadway. Uh. Uh-uh. Exactly. Both floors packed, right. all the way pouring outside, heaters outside, and you'd get drink tickets, and then you'd get a meal for three hours. Luckily, with the development of Top Golf, it's added some entertainment to it. Yeah. So now, three out of our last five or six Carolinas nights or Carolinas nights at the beach have been at a Top Golf facility because we're able to work out a decent deal based on the number of people that we bring. We have sponsors, which keeps the cost basically at about half for the consumer what we have to pay. And for that, Top Golf actually opens uses an open bar with beer and wine, and then all the food you want to eat, and then you get to play golf for a couple hours. Right. So instead of just standing around networking, you can take your groups and you can play golf or change your groups. And so, yep. Long winded answer, sorry, Alan, but no, actually, that's Carolina's you, night. I heard you say something to that yeah, the trade show earlier about why you liked Top Golf, and I thought it made a lot of sense because it is not just standing around drinking. I mean, then you're gonna chit chat, but you can do activity too. It's not just. Uh, well, and I think what you found at some of those was if you get into a, let's say if you have a party for 200 people, but you know there's only seating for 140 on the facility because it's a reception, so you want people to stand and mingle. So you're going to get a six-pack of people that take a table for three hours and just sit there. So now you've lost availability for some people to sit while they eat. Yeah. And now you've got six people, What is that? whatever percentage that represents out of 200, that are not mingling. Right. They're not networking. Well, they may be with that group, yeah. but it's not. Anyways, yes, we like the activities. And one last thing about GIS. Should we do it at a bowling alley, Alan? Not a God, bad idea. That's huh? what this podcast is going to sound like when Richard gets on oh, here in a minute. Oh, guy. <sighs> Love you, Rich. Yep. So last thing about the uh, other than just these off-course episodes, we recorded, was it nine we counted? I think we were nine. Open mic sessions. Ten if you include Andy, right? Yep, and we already released Andy. You might have caught that and uh, yeah. came out this morning, last day of the GIS. If you didn't, that's Andy from the Fried Egg. Yep, Andy Johnson, the woke yoke. Um, Jim Huntoon pulled him, got him over there to the booth, and Tim Tim was busy. And Jim, that's really Jim's element, so you're going to hear Jim do most of that interview. Yeah, and I'll, I'll critique Jim later. He's a good host. He's ready to rock and roll. He's got about three more ums to get rid of, and he's golden. I could edit. I probably could have edited out some of them. No, he's great. He did good. I, I post, think he's getting more comfortable. Oh, I agree. That thing got posted at one thirty-eight a.m. last night. Not my fault. You guys were up. I was in bed. Oh, I know. Or did you just use the timer to set it for that so people thought you and Jim were still up? Well done, Alan. Good job. No, no, I released it. It released at ten thirty this morning. Hmm. 
Uh, we want to go over who the open mic people going to be? We can, or we can just surprise them and say, look, you're going to have some interesting guests, male, yep. female, left, right, all over the map, coming to you live every Monday for the next nine, ten weeks. Yeah, and all over the map is the most accurate way to say that. So, yeah, you're, Holy, wow. Yeah. yeah How about yeah. the guys next to us? We'd like to come on. We don't know anything about turf, but we want to talk about dogs and airports. Yeah. Like, it's perfect, but what are you talking about? And he was bouncing a basketball in one person's interview. It was bothering me. That would be the one where we had um, Paul and Sean. And I was just hoping that at that point, someone would have walked over there and told the guy, stop bouncing the ball. You know, without headphones out, I'd have never known. Right. You got me wearing these headphones. You got two yeah. guests in front of me. I don't know how to spin the dials. I don't know how to fix the basketball. I get where the stress levels in the you, knobs start kicking in, okay? You, you can't I'm fix, starting to feel it. You can't fix the basketball. You got you to stop it. You can't fix it with a knob. You can't. No. That's where I'm like. Another cool thing. Where's my sticky note to give my producer? Go get the ball. Our uh, special guest today, Mr. Richard Brown, won him an award over at the Aquatrols booth. Well, I think the association won an award that Richard needs to get credit for. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be. But everybody needs to know the difference because it is an association count that a volunteer runs. I think we need to clear that because you run them all, right? I don't don't run that one. That's my point. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Right. Alan runs most of all of them except for mine. And then the volunteers take over the assistants. And so we actually have golf course superintendent, Glass C folks, managing that page, and they won an award. And you're going to hear more about that later. You are. Congratulations, Richard. Let's roll. Yep. Bear with us on the sound. Sorry. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is one of the leading turf and ornamental distributors in the United States. We share your passion for these markets and to your success. While our roots in this industry started in the western United States, we are dedicated to bringing that same high level of customer service and product quality to you as we have demonstrated out west. Our mission is to provide you, our valued customer, with a level of trust, service, and support that is unequaled in this industry. Simplot Turf and Horticulture, bringing Earth's resources to life. We're here at GIS 2020, and we're sitting here with the Assistant Golf Course Superintendent of Orangeburg Country Club, Richard Brown. How are you, Richard? Good. How are you, boys? I'm good. Richard's Richard's chest should be poked out a little bit because he won an award earlier today. Read it. Quote it. The uh, Aqua Troll it. GCI Tweet Up 20. Best overall use of social media, the Assistant's. Twitter page, I guess, is what won it, or the assistance platforms. How does it make you feel? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, something that we wanted to better ourselves at and, you know, have a little bit more exposure. And um, being younger, we felt like we could really, we already had the skills to do it and knew how to use Instagram and Twitter. And um, But, no, it's really both of them, man. I think, um, I think the Instagram's just as important as the Twitter is, I think, uh, because not everybody's on Twitter. Correct. You yeah. know, especially assistants nowadays, there's a lot of guys who aren't on Twitter, um, and, but they are on Instagram, and so those guys are following the Carolinas assistance page now. Well, I'd like to throw in the most important point that I don't think people understand is that this is a volunteer thing. Oh, My yeah. man has volunteered to run an association's page regarding the assistance, as well as create others on yeah. other social media platforms. So, from a, an association administrator standpoint, one less thing we have to manage is pretty cool. So, Amen. I would applaud you for that because the guy that we hired to do our social media didn't win any awards this year. 
Nope. So I've been paying a non-winner. <laughs> yeah, I know. And now we got volunteers that are winners. I'm uh, glad Alan smiled and that took uh, that the right uh, way. Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I was thought for sure I was getting hit on that one. It was a tough pill to swallow, but I was very happy for Richard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think I nominated you. Well, good. I didn't need. I'm just kidding. You. I didn't nominate him uh, either. <laughs> but you know, I what? really, I really would like to know who did that. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. some good recognition because it has to come from a peer. Like these are peer nominations. I, I don't know you. if you knew that. No. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So somebody's got to take the time to fill out the app at least to get it in there, and then it's reviewed by another panel. Well, good, good for you. I know yeah, you, you do more than social media, but uh, let's talk about your history in turf. How did okay. you get involved? Um, I didn't get in turf until I was about twenty. I uh, more into out. weed science before that. Oh, a little bit here and there. <laughs> um, You're welcome, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I uh, went to Midlands Tech for a couple of years, right, right outside of high school. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Couldn't figure it out. Um, Did you grow up in Columbia then? Columbia, Casey. Oh, cool. Okay. Casey, South Carolina. Still live there, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I moved back when I came to Orangeburg. Gotcha. Sorry. Keep going. No. uh, When I was about 20, I came across uh, turf grass as a career. All right. More so so as a, you know, uh, degree choice. And I found out that Clemson had a degree. And then I found out there was a two-year degree at Orange Georgetown. And um, that's really the spark I needed to kind of get moving on to the next step for me. So uh, you're a mole cricket? I am a mole I cricket. I didn't realize that. I am a mole cricket. Yeah. Good for you. Do you spray for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. I always no. wanted to ask that. No. But, no, um, big Clemson fan, lifelong Clemson fan. Yeah. Um, but Or Georgetown was right for me. And, you know, making the single decision to go to Or Georgetown and get my turf degree was – one of the biggest decisions and best decisions of my life. I mean, it led to, you know, me finding this career, me meeting my wife, you know, and just my whole life after that. So, right. so your wife's an agronomist? No, oh. but she was uh, a freshman at Coastal when I moved there. Gotcha. So we met up there at a late night, late night party, if you will. Studying so. weed science. I got it. Moving <laughs> right along. Where'd you go after Hoy Georgetown? What'd you do? I spent. Um, I was at. I worked at a couple of different places in Myrtle. Bounced around. I did my internship at Presswick. Grew those greens in um, when they grew in Tiff Eagle there. And then I was at Grand Dunes Resort. After Grand Dunes Resort, I went to TPC Myrtle Beach. After TPC Myrtle Beach, I went to work for Mr. Steve Hamilton at the Dunes wow. Club for a little bit. And that's when I got my first assistance job. Was at Manowar Golf Club. Yeah. Yeah right there for working for Mr. Andy Apple. Did they dig the Manowar out to fill the witch or did they dig the witch out to fill the Manowar? They dug the Manowar out to fill the witch. Gotcha. Cool. Or the wizard. It's a wizard. Yeah. Because there's the okay. there's a Manowar and the wizard on the same property yep. which is over there on 544. Okay. So. You ever seen those? I've played Manowar. Like they're complete opposites. Yeah. It's crazy. Sorry. Go ahead. No. it's So you never worked with Aaron Cape down there then? Mm-mm. Okay. Aaron was our first ever assistance chairman who kind of started this thing like okay. eight or ten years ago and then got promoted. Right. Well, that's so, the like, problem a, with assistance because you all, yeah, you be, hope they do. Right. You're like, they always get promoted. Well, not only that. <laughs> 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 uh, we had some good ones like Richard, though. So, all right. All right. We're in Georgetown. Right. Worked for Steve. Worked for Steve. Went and worked for Andy Apple at uh, Man of War. I worked there for... Three, about three years running bent grass there. Um, that was a lot of fun, growing, learning, you know, how to uh, 
how to grow bent grass in the south. It's uh, mm. I, I make the joke. One of my buddies uh, is a fraternity guy, and he used to always reference his pledge period as the most fun you'll never want to have again. And that's how I see growing bent grass in the south. It's the most fun I had, but I, I don't ever want to do it again. Gotcha. <laughs> Why would you say it was fun? Well, just because at the time we were young and running wide open, right. just chasing water, chasing everything. Yep. Yep, chasing wilt, if you will. Yep. I got you. I've had to get these winners out. People killing me about the Weedy Awards. I do apologize. Oh, no, that's all right. We'll just keep going with the interview. You got the you got the volume on, right, Alan? Me I, and Richard will talk. Let's, let's talk about Alex. Oh, sorry. He works for Alex Tolbert, everyone. Alex Tolbert is one of our board members, and Alex wears a 3X, and he's sitting at the Bigga booth, so we're making fun of him. <laughs> Bigga is the British and International Greenskeepers Association. So, Alex anyhow. is the man. Can we leave him out of this? Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll do him some other time. But my question to you is, how long have you been with Alex now? About three years. Okay, and that's the whole time he's been on the board. Just about, yeah. He had just gotten on the board when I came to work for him. Okay, so why did you choose to go to Orangeburg? Closer to home? Closer to home. I wanted to, uh, me and my wife were both at the point where we wanted to kind of do something different and take our, go in a different direction from where we were at and uh, move back to Columbia. And I or wanted to move back to Columbia, and Orangeburg happened to come available. So I applied for it, and I, I knew that... Um, I knew it was a pretty good gig. I yep. didn't have any idea how good of a gig it was because, you know, we're fortunate. Um, Got a good owner. Right. Yeah. A good single owner. So um, we're fortunate in that end. So um, it's been about three years now, and it's been it's been a fun ride. I've been uh, been able to do a lot of the cool things we've been doing. So. And you're the number one first assistant, if you will? First assistant. I came in as the middle assistant, and um, that guy moved on. And I was able to come in and take that first spot. I bumped into your most recent assistant a couple weeks ago. Almost. Throwing out some duck uh, <laughs> decoys there, Mr. Puller. Mr. Puller, yeah. Mr. Puller, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. He had a guy that worked for him who's now um, working for the Waterfowl Association, who's uh, a full-time guy. Yeah, so we went down to hunt with Charlie. Right. He was over there just grinning ear to ear. He's hunting and fishing his whole life. That's all That's he wants near to there, right, Rim and I? Yes. Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, Santee area. Yeah. That's yep. it. So, um, what else outside of golf? What are the interests? What are the hobbies? That was my next question. What do you like to do outside of golf? Hold on. I'm going to let Alan ask the next question. Go ahead, Al. What do you got? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just like the, me and my wife like to travel. We like to go to the breweries. and um, The breweries. Yeah, we like breweries. <laughs> and going to, uh, we got a beagle five-year-old beagle yeah and uh standard like, or the 18 inch uh long-legged yeah long-legged nice. beagle yep so um take him for walks and do stuff like that and other than that we just like to you know she's a she works just about as much as much as i do so it um when we do get some time together we're you know either taking the dog out and are trying to take a trip somewhere so. but you guys have bermuda grass in the south right you get off at noon and three o'clock or whatever <laughs> yeah. all summer you just hang out at the pool right no no exactly well, they got they got a whole water park at his club built yeah, Dude, yeah. if you had to deal with some of their greens when it rains oh yeah i don't know i yeah. love that golf course great layout oh my gosh it's a every day all day yeah. play it all the time love it anytime somebody says go to orangeburg my only fear is I'm not going to have any gas when I leave, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. ha. Did you ever hear about that story with the Golf Association? 
that there's not gas stations close by and you run run out? No, so you always get to tell your, you know, my first open qualifier or wherever, right? So my first U.S. open qualifier ever working for the Golf Association is at Orangeburg. You ever heard this story? Mm-mm. I think it was like 01 or 02. And, you know, Hap was in charge at the time with the big old Suburbans with the, the 30-gallon yeah. tanks. Yeah. And we get done with golf that day, and Hap's really upset because he's out of gas. But he knows he filled up that morning. And we're all, as you can imagine, like, yeah, yeah you filled up, right, Hap? Well, about 15 cars later are all out of gas. While we're out playing on a golf tournament, people have been siphoning gas out of really? cars in the parking lot. Yeah. It was before the new clubhouse and all that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you that. can imagine Hap's reaction with all this happening because he's questioning whether he put the gas in there. Right, now. right. Oh, yeah. I got me a receipt, and it's empty, and it's not on the ground. <laughs> now, I will say, you can't get in out out that parking lot without... No, it's, it was quite a pleasant change the last time I came to visit you guys. A uh, bunch of cameras. Alex. You can't get in and out that parking lot without being on camera. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, yeah, and every- it's a different entrance now, a little bit as well. Yeah. Everything's on. Everything's on camera. <laughs> you, that's what I thought. If you were in the parking lot, you're on camera. Right. Now you, now you make fun of me, but my first U.S. Mid-Am qualifier ever worked was Arnold so No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm yeah. just I'm referencing. You get to tell. I don't have as many of those. My first. I got you. I got you. Tournament <laughs> stories. You know what I mean? But yeah. Anyhow, all right. So, what are you doing this week to keep yourself busy at the GIS? Uh, well, education for the first part of the week and um, second part of the week is just going to be trade shows so trying to trying to see this whole everybody on this floor is a bit of a task almost so. impossible so as right. an assistant then hanging out here with Alex what, what do you feel like your role is on the trade show floor just to back them up uh, you know if we like to go and you know speak to people and if he has any questions a lot of times that he may have a question about something that I have more of a handle on than he does on a day-to-day basis. He'll ask it, and I'm there to answer it for him. So, so. you guys are together here. Yeah. So yeah. Is, do you find that as a quite refreshing slash unique experience? Because a lot of assistants aren't here, much less the right. ones that are here don't want to be around their boss. Right. They're no, trying yeah. to get a week off. No, yeah. it's We've got a pretty good relationship, I think. Um, we've learned after three years of doing it together, you know, it's kind of um, – kind of learned to weld together and i i just try to help him out the best way i can and he does the same thing for me you know um you know he affords me to be able to come here and do this kind of stuff with him and so for me i see it as the best i can do is you know be the best assistant for him i can well it's amazing because a lot of properties one don't have the budgets for it two don't have the time for it three whatever it may be but don't have the ability to walk away. Like, there's got to be a certain level of confidence for the two of you to be able to get off property for an extended period of time. Right. So things have to be in a good place there. You don't have to have a lot of worries, I'm assuming. You know, any fires that can come up can get put out locally. Right. I mean, you still got a... Gill over there running the shop for you when you're gone? No, we got. <laughs> no, we did not. Uh, we get. We're fortunate to have a good uh, another assistant that works with me, and he's uh, he's more than okay with taking. You know, letting us take off, and he'll he'll take over and run the show for for a little bit. So we're fortunate to have Jason with, there with us, and um, he's done the job before, and he knows what he's doing. So it's. Um, you know, fortunate to have somebody experienced in that sense because he's been on the course longer than I have. So you run the crew in the morning. Yep, yep. top to bottom, make the decisions, run the board, etc. Uh, we talk about it in the morning, and I go out and give assignments. But once once they get going, everything's pretty much on me. So I mean, when, when they're out there, they understand. I mean, you're the man. Right. 
Right. I'm a, I'm a, when I'm out there, I'm an extension of Alex, is the way we like to say it. So. No, that's amazing because that's putting you in a position unlike, again, some other situations where the assistants aren't empowered. Good. They're just out there doing tasks like everybody else. But you're in a position where are you getting to do some of the paperwork, some of the budgeting, see some of that as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, you're, you're ready. I'm assuming you're applying, looking for jobs, et cetera. So if that day comes, let's say, in the next couple of weeks, you feel comfortable? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Like you've, you've been mentored well, ready to right. rock and roll. Right. Soon you got a good egg there that you could call no matter what. Right. Yeah. I mean, I assume he, he's looking forward to you to getting promoted one day, hate to leave you kind of a deal, right. but at the same point in time wants to see you successful. Absolutely. So Absolutely. how much longer are you going to be there? I'm waiting for a job to come open, man. <laughs> waiting you know, for the right job to come Right. Yeah. That's it. That's right. That's right. Um that's something the assistants hear a lot is uh, these days is patience. So if, yeah. if you ask anybody, and you know, even on this podcast, you've asked some people what they recommend or, you know, their advice for people. Right. Um, their advice for pe- young up and comers. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it's patience. You know, yeah. be patience. Yeah. And so. Um, just one more way to drop weed in this conversation. That's Alan Weed, Alan everybody. Weed. Just weed. <laughs> hey, Alan. <laughs> I don't think Richard knows, but he's our big salad moment, and I wanted to share with him about that. <laughs> Do you know what the big salad moment would be? You ever watch Seinfeld? Seinfeld? Um, I used to watch it, but I don't remember it. Can what? I tell him what it was, and then you yeah. tell the story? Yeah. So, you know who George is and mm-hmm. Jerry? George Stanley. So, long story short, Jerry buys a big salad, and George gives it to Elaine. Mm-hmm. So, Elaine says, oh, thank you, George, for the salad. And Jerry's like, well, I bought the salad. You know what I mean? And that was the big salad episode. It was all about the salad. So, anyways. So, here's here's why you're the big salad episode. <laughs> Tim saw you put that on Twitter about, I want this shirt. The, the unicorn. unicorn. Right. Yeah, Other the unicorn shirt. Yeah. And so, Tim's like, hey, man. He could text me. He's like, you need to get your wife to make that for Richard. I, I like, said, can she? Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I, unfortunately, I always volunteer her when I shouldn't. So, uh, for anything, not just this. but So, she made it. And... Uh, made two two different colors we aren't sure it was medium or large you know so we just made two and i was going to give them to tim and the schedules didn't work out and then i remembered you lived in town right and and uh this is at nine o'clock in the morning we had a discussion here you give them to them on monday and on that right. afternoon i think my son was in the hospital that time and i was like hey i'm coming you, you just went over there yep right and uh and so then on twitter richard's like thank me and my wife blah, blah, blah. and tim's like Oh, you got the big salad, huh? <laughs> like, I just screenshotted yours and sent it to him. I saw it. I was thinking, oh, Alan took the big salad today. Uh, <laughs> we, we well, thank you for the shirt. Oh, no, oh, yeah. they're all on him and her. Thank that was you. great. Uh, but thank you all, yeah. all three of you. you Have you worn it yet to work? Yeah, uh, not to work, no. <laughs> no. Alex would not allow that. That's Have not, not stuck it under a pullover? Not yet. <laughs> not <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> now, you got both of them, right? Yes, I do have both of them. Did I need to find somebody. No. No, if somebody's a large out there, I've got a, I've got an extra large if they want it because I'm go. a medium. So he said, "What size?" I said, "Dude, he's one of them schmediums. He's yeah. like a large <laughs> and a medium. You just don't yeah. know. He's yeah, right. more like a marge. Depends on the shirt, right? All right. <laughs> All right. Where do you want to end up? Like, if you could pick your one golf course in America right now, you're going to be the golf course superintendent. Retire there and get a rocking chair. What is it? Oh wow. All right, I'll narrow it down. We'll do Carolinas first and then the country. Um, if you're going to have any course in the Carolinas, it was yours. Um, Forget all the backstory, just the course. That's, oh, okay. Like, all where right. would you want to hang your hat? Um, Live, retire. Low country area, probably. Yeah? Yep. Um, maybe somewhere down there. Um, 
anywhere down there in the I really like Polly's area, you know, okay. Georgetown area, even the Charleston, maybe. Um, we've always enjoyed the coast, so somewhere down there would be nice. But we're also Columbia people right now, so Columbia wouldn't be bad either. So, You know, you're going to learn this as a fellow Tiger when you get away from there. <laughs> yeah. So now that I'm back in the upstate, I'll see a Gamecock logo, and I'll rib them a little. You know, it's nothing hard. Right. Just kind of laughing. And they'll say, oh, yeah, you're just messing with it because I'm in the upstate and I'm wearing say, well, I did my penance. I lived in Lexington for seven years right. as a Clemson graduate. Right. Proud Clemson graduate, wearing my stuff and getting beat on by Gamecock lovers. For a while there, Just yeah. mean. Yeah. Just right. hateful. Right. So the little polite, you know you ain't allowed to wear that in this zip code, right? <laughs> or area code or any of those with the funny one-liners. So do you, do you get a lot of flack in that area being a Clemson guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew, you know, I grew up there. So I grew up in Gamecock country as a Tiger fan, so uh, I'm used to it in that sense. It's funny because when me and my wife first moved back, I think we were going to the Vesta or going somewhere downtown, and um, I had a Clemson shirt on or a Clemson hat, one of them, and she said, you're not going to wear that downtown, are you? And I was like, I don't see why I wouldn't. Right. And she was worried that somebody would give me trouble. I'm like, I've I've done this once or twice. Like, Believe me. Yeah. Everybody's wearing more Clemson these like, days. You're not oh, as yeah. big as Alex, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true, true that. <laughs> that, was, that was a fighting reference, Alex. Relax, relax. Richard, All he hears is Alex. What do you think about these name tags here at GIS? They're pretty papery. Exactly. You know what they charge you if this if you need to replace this? $35 from yes. what I hear. Can we get a little sturdier piece of paper, GIS? I think these are called monologues. Yep. We learned that earlier. Like you remember? A monologue. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is a monologue. Rant. This is a monologue. Now, <laughs> I don't like how loud it is, but Tim had a good point that it swivels, and that's about a dollar that's extra. Nice. The dual swivel for the extra 82 oh, per name sure. patch. All sure. I'm asking GIS, can we get a piece of plastic to put this in or a sturdier piece of paper? Now watch that's his big demeanor out. change when I do my follow-up question. Now, Al, if you lose your badge, yes, are you paying the 26 bucks? No, I'm going to write my name on a piece of paper and be like, hey, with green Sharpie and blue Sharpie up top. Like, in media, if you had a 3D printer, couldn't you print your own and say, I'm media? Yeah. No? Good. What what little tag you got down there? Exhibitor. Do you have any of those? Do you got any of those? No, I don't have any of those. Where's your name badge? You're not allowed in here without that on. I took it all. Oh, because you're being photoed. I guess. And he's been waiting. Hey, do do you like the new backdrop? Do you feel like you're on SportsCenter? A little bit, yeah. No, 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a highlight clip. I can go ahead and tell you right there. But I mean, uh, what? Yeah, it's but. nice. And I was here to watch it be turned around, which was. was even better. He actually put that on social media. Two sided. We broke it while we turned it too. Yeah. Now we're leaning. It broke. Oh, that's all right. right. That's all right. We will get a new frame for we it. We can restructure. Hey, it. Hey, wait! Don't you know how to weld? Yeah. No. no. Well, kind of. My dad's a welder. If that helps. Is that like a genetic thing? You're going to pick it up? You're going to have to learn that. No, I took welding for, I have like a shop exploration class in freshman year of high school where you did like once, you did welding, you did all the mechanics, you had oh. carpentry. I'd so you're talking about the little pop torch with the little sticky welds like yeah, that. You do that paper clip to get yeah. something to hold together like two cans. No, dude. I'm, I'm like arc welding, piece, you know no, what I mean? We need some electrical no. current going on up in here. We need a mask. Not many dogs. We need Alex to be worried what you're doing in the corner. Well, usually sparks he is, flying. but... <laughs> <laughs> and there's sparks flying. So yeah. you know, no, normally, all right. All right. Uh, what are you going to name your first child? 
I don't know. Tim or Al, which one are you going to lead towards? Alexia. Alexia. <laughs> Alexandria. <laughs> so if anybody visits. Alexa. <laughs> best place to eat in Orangeburg, best place to eat in Columbia for you, your favorites. Doc's uh, Barbecue. Let's hear his answer. I like Antley's Barbecue a lot in Orangeburg. Okay. Mm. Antley's pretty good. Um, and in Columbia, um, you know where, I, where me and my wife really like? What's that? It's Cantina 76. Oh, yep. yeah? Yep. Yeah. On Main Street. We That's our date night spot. So. You ever driven on Woody Dantzler Boulevard? Um, sure I have, maybe. Woody Dantzler? Did you know that our one of our famous quarterbacks from Orangeburg has a street named after him? Which one? Woody Dancer Street. The one has to be drove down. I'm looking at these motorcycle thingies coming down. The- oh, wow. We should get on those. Is that like a motorcycle gang right there? Why am I the one with the ADD speech all day long? And you get up and you leave. You take a motorcycle ride. Hey. Hey, what's up? You know him? Um, no, not at all. No, those are the new, um, what you call it? They yeah. put your clubs on there and you can rent them. Huh. Right. And instead of the hoverboards. What course was that we were at the we're other day? Like that Caledonia, but that's different. Caledonia is your clubs between your legs. Clubs on the back of that one. Oh, it's a fat bike like that, but yeah. it's... So you've got to ride the club. Yeah, like you're on top of your club. <laughs> you know what I think we need? A magic carpet. You can't drink, you can't you drink, you can't drink on those is what he's saying. Uh, that's why you don't run them. You can't. <laughs> it's, Sounds if like it a challenge. two cup holders, I don't want that's it while, while, while we're golfing. If there's not two cup holders, I don't want it while we're golfing. Let's give Richard a chance to give his portion of advice to other assistants. Well, hold on. I don't want to get back to this flying carpet. How come we ain't got none of them on golf courses? I think you got to go back to the weeds to get flying carpets. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we are not in San Diego everywhere. No, maybe next year. Focus. Focus. Back We're in Orlando. Vegas. Back to Richard. Right. So, Richard, what's your advice? I don't know. What did you say, Alan? Yeah, well, give your a, question. a piece of advice for an up-and-coming assistant. Um... A turf yeah. student. Well, for one, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them to be patient, just because that's what everybody tells them. So, um, although it's are you patient? Sound, yeah, obviously. I'm, You're 38. You've been an assistant for Alex for 28 years. I mean, I get uh, it. No, no. Yeah. Um, no, I would just say uh, being, you know, be aware, be involved. Um, you know, I understand a lot of people can't be involved in the industry, and whether it be on a local level or a regional level. Um, I'm like we talked about being fortunate enough to work work where I do. I'm allowed to be able to do these things, and that's one of the main reasons I do. Um, it's because I'm aware that I'm in a position that a lot of people aren't in, to where they can take off time and um, spend. You know, are fortunate enough to come to these kind of things. So, um, but first and foremost, I would say get involved. Uh, reach out to somebody who is, especially if you want to be involved. Um, that's one of the biggest things I've learned about doing this is there's so many guys that come up to me that want to help want to do this whether it be on carolina's level or a local level um that just want to get involved and want to help out and do their um do their part for the industry that's a good thing and you know the challenge is it's not like a cookie cutter thing where you can say okay go do abc to get involved right like yourself you're persistent stayed right. with it we didn't have a good answer to give him okay you can do this you can do that right. he's the chairman because everybody else been promoted along in the last three years and he said i'll do it right and i think it goes back to having a situation like that because your volunteer time right now for the association you're not having to sacrifice personal time you mm-hmm. get to do it on your work clock yep. i assume a lot of stuff yep. and so other than some late night social media that you do regardless in life i would assume right 
the situation dictates a lot of it, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're going to be working for a dictator who's not going to allow you any time off, you're going to have to take time off to go get education meetings and things of that nature. You're not going to be able to volunteer, right. nor will you have the desire to. So I just hope that maybe the advice, Alan, not just for the assistant, mm -hmm. but for the employers out there listening, is don't forget about the next generation. That's right. true. Well, you know, maybe you, I should have asked them. No, no, you got some. You got to. I think you just got to do your part. You got to be a caretaker of the game, just like the USGA says, right? I mean, we're caretakers of the game. You're going to pass it down. I'm going to assume you're going to have an assistant. You're going to run into the ground. You're going to make him weed eat for six weeks straight. But then at the same point in time, you're going to give that kid the budget and say, figure it out next year. Right. If we fail, I'll back you up and take the heat, but you figure it out. Yep. Right. Right. Man, I get goosebumps thinking that we have guys in that kind of situation right Absolutely. now because that's like utopia right. for work. For sure. I mean, you got to bust your ass. Right. Absolutely. you got to do your job. Yep. But when we're talking holistically like this, that's, that's pretty cool. Right. You've right. been doing some writing too, haven't you? Oh, a little bit. Are you are you being ghost written for? Is my real question. Is she doing it? You just giving her no. the bullets? No, no. Is she cleaning that's, up the grammar? No, that's me. Spell that's checking me. and everything. Yeah. The, the theirs are right. The e's and the i's and the r's and the e's. For the most part. <laughs> I, I before e except after c. I mean, whatever Google Chrome tells me to do. The I double do, of positives, so. no love, all that nonsense. Yeah. Yep. My man, he's doing good. Yeah. Good for you. Yep. Do you get paid for the time. blog? No. He does yours? No, he does. You write Alex's stuff too. He yeah. write Alex's stuff for the newsletter for the article. Yeah, he was My. putting he was putting something into um, filling out some paperwork the other day, and he said he just got up from his desk and he pointed at the screen <laughs> and he said, "Hey, fix this." And it was just a couple of sentences and had to kind of hey, piece them together. Wait till the BMP manual comes on. Yeah, the line. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, he mentioned it. Yeah, You're he, gonna do it. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, his it's first weird. sign is, I'm going to do it. And they say, oh, we're going to do it. Did <laughs> you hear how fast he clicked the eye to we? We're going to do it, yeah. Dude, what if you get promoted Together. before that comes out? Ooh. I guess I'll be doing Yeah. He'll be calling Cody. Cody, yeah. you get done with them decoys. You mind running over here for a couple hours in the morning? <laughs> yeah. He's in Arkansas? Yeah, he's just got a job in Arkansas. What they're doing, they're putting the wall up there, making Arkansas the national landfill. I said somebody said they're helicoptering all the hat, trash in. Uh, That's going to be the 49th. <laughs> Anyhow, before we ask you about your first car, okay. anything else you'd like to say, my man? He's still not old enough to drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I guess yeah. the other piece of it. It's going to be a first 2010 car. Yeah. You know. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I guess I would just say to somebody, uh, the, uh, back to the advice, yep. I guess, um, just be able to adapt to change. Yeah. Because one thing I've learned about my different steps throughout my career has been not every assistant job's the same that I've held um, and learning how to do, take each step to each year doing something different. And yeah. Because when you're a superintendent, that's going to change your job and what you do every day is going to change a lot too. So um, just be able to adapt to what change is going to come. Gotcha. Come out of your own shell, too. Yep. Be willing to yeah. talk to people. Don't mm -hmm. just be in a shadow of your guy Absolutely. walking around. Right. If he approaches somebody, introduce yourself. If you don't get interrupted, introduce. Right. 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 All right. So what is the first car you drove? First car I drove, um, the first car that was technically mine, I have a twin. So we okay. shared a Saturn, probably like a late 90s Saturn hatchback for about all of a week before we realized that wasn't going to work. Really? And so my dad bought me a 1990, thousand bucks, yep. 1990 Grand, Pontiac Grand Prix. Nice. 
it broke down on the way home. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so we had to put some money into it, and yeah. I think we tried to drive it a little bit after that and ended up selling it. And the car that I gro- drove throughout high school was a 97 Jeep Grand Cherokee. So, Tim, just let you know, the first car, 1990 Grand Prix, broke down on the way home. Like the first day of the first car? Yeah. The, the Grand well, Prix? The Grand Prix. Not yeah. the Grand Am, the Prix. The Grand Prix. <laughs> the two-door. No, it was a four-door, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I thought the Prix was the race car one with no, the spoiler it was, on it. No, it was. Maybe that was the Am. The Grand Am maybe, had that. Yeah. It wasn't special. It was what I always <laughs> consider a Grand Was it red? Oh, my first no, car blue. was a $1,000 car, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it cranked and ran when we drove it, and then yep. we drove it home, and it stopped on on the interstate. So, As fun. a dad now? Here's the funny part of my first car story. 16-year-old Timmy, down at the beach, buying a Camaro with mom. Okay? Dad, the guy tells me it's going to get great gas mileage. Don't worry about it. What kind of mileage did you get? And I'm like, 20, 25? Son, what kind of mileage? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to put a gas in it. You buy it. Click. Did you get it? My point was I didn't lie very good. I think I'm still in the same spot with uh, them. I got you know it. what I mean? Like, you can't. Like, I got a 13-year-old trying to sell me on why he ain't have to do something last night. Yeah. It's the same as me trying to tell him that this Camaro is going to get good gas mileage. That's all I'm getting at. Like, I, I see it you. now. You right. know what I mean? Right. Right. I can appreciate it. All right. What do you um? What do you want to tell the world? Hey, what course did you pick? Don't get out of that. You never picked. I didn't pick a course. I said an area. I know. So, what course in America now? Oh, in America? Your favorite? Like, you get to go. Play or work? Retire at work for the, tomorrow for the rest of your life to get a rocking chair. What's the course? Man. Uh, Dream Job 101. That's a, that's a lot of courses. There's too many good ones. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Something like. Huh? I don't know. Man, How good was my tough. Jeopardy tune? It's that was good. good. I, I'm just happy you went through the entire thing. I'm just trying to imagine. Like, I don't really have. I'm pretty open to a lot of courses. So, um, why aren't you playing the city golf tournament? I run that. And you live in Columbia. I can get you. Because I'm not very good. You ever All seen right. him play? No, that's why. Okay. You ever seen Big Al play? No. Dude, not y'all pretty. Play. Dude, let me tell you what. I'll play with cat. you anytime you want to. Come to Columbia, I'll get yeah. an article. I made the mistake of the day before I played with him telling somebody, he ain't no good. What the hell are you talking about? He shows up and makes three birdies on the front. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But. Okay, two on the front, two on the back. It was yeah. four on the day, regardless. <laughs> right. Big Al made four out of 18 birdies. Right. Yes. All right, Richard. I'm going to tell you thank you. Yeah, I am Personally, too. professionally, um, it's guys like you who impress the crap out of me. I'm not going to call you a millennial because that's a term we're not allowed to use on this show. But you're a younger generation guy but you're one who, of the good who, who appreciates hard work and understands work ethic and doesn't mind, like you say, paying your dues, putting your time in. You understand the importance of the hard work. You're doing it. I think your hard work is going to be paid off one day. And, and I'm just proud to watch your progress, man. So yes, thanks for what you're doing to give back to your profession. Appreciate it means it. a lot. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I would like to say you're doing a great job on the social media. And in addition to your normal job, so right. kudos, my man. And I'd just like to award. challenge Alan to get as many awards next year as you. Oh, he'll try. What's, it's on now, my He's man. It. It's yeah. on. Right. Now that I know the parameters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Yeah. Have Thank a good Richard. evening, man. Yeah, Enjoy man. your time. Thank Appreciate you. It. Yes, sir. 
Thank you, Richard. Good job, my man. Congratulations. Congratulations, Richard. And one of your buddies, Mr. Beard, we had the opportunity to play some golf with. I'm going to give a little Yara plug here. I'm looking forward to maybe working with them in the future. And I will say that, Beard, we want to thank you for setting up some golf with us. Uh, had the opportunity to play with you before Alan was able to join us for a round. And I apologize for lying to you. Um, you asked me if Big you had heard, I'm sorry, I heard Big Al's a stick. To which I believe I replied, who did you hear that from? And he said, we won't need to bring up any names. We'll just leave them all out. Okay, so let's just say maybe um, on about the ninth hole, it starts like this. It's about 250 degrees on the oven. Need a lot of salt and pepper. It's the crow recipe, folks, because we make the turn at nine, and Alan has made at least two, maybe three birdies in our round. Um, our first round down at the beach together, Mr. Connolly called him an 18 handicap. Yeah. Alan started off, I think, double, 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 birdie, 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 yeah. birdie. Yeah. To, anyways, my point was I was corrected publicly, privately, about Alan being a stick. Yes, okay. Jim, he is. Tell anyone that. He will show up with game. I am not a stick. But I do want to say who's got game. Watched him at Top Golf last night. Ross Burgess. You ain't a, know? No, that man can hit it. But imagine watching him up on the mountains bounce around Biltmore. Have you ever been up to Biltmore? No. That's special. It's a Ross. Well, I've been there. I've toured as a kid, not the golf course. No, no. It's a Ross. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we hadn't had a Ross cut in this episode. I love no. Ross. No, I do too. I do too. Well, did thank- I ever tell you about what happened at Catawba? No. So earlier in one is year. A, is that a Ross? Catawba, yeah, I'm going to tell you a quick Ross story. Yeah. Catawba Country Club. Okay. Earlier in the year, I had an opportunity to play an old Donald Ross. Teens, I think. And I get up to Catawba, and I think it was a 46 or a 48 Ross. Can't tell you exactly. It's late. Like, it blew me away. It's like. You say that like it's a wine. <laughs> yep. It ages well. Yeah. Oh, they do. They so do. we're playing in a local association event, and. I don't know what hole I started on, but as we turned the clubhouse, there were two older members coming off, walking to the parking lot. And as we drove by, I don't remember who was driving. I just jumped out, and I started walking with these guys, and I just thanked them. I said, hey, as members, thanks for letting us come out and play your club today. You know, love Robert. What do you think of him, the superintendent, et cetera? We talked about that. And somehow I made the comment about, oh, wow, I really love Donald Ross's work, to which the one member then stops where we're walking, turns around, points back to the porch on the clubhouse, and he says, you know, in 1946, I sat on that porch with Mr. Ross and discussed how this course would look. No. Dude, I get goosebumps. Can't yeah, make that up. that's something. How cool is that? So it's my only one degree of separation moment with Donald Ross. Right. Spence is probably three or four. He ain't never met a Ross. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's met the kids. I don't know enough. But I got you. I just Man. thought that was really cool to oh, have yeah. a member from that club who sat, like, I don't know if he's a founding member. And did you walk away or did you, I would grill him more questions. No, nah, he just kept on going. We shared a moment. We talked for a little bit, but I mean. Yeah. That's cool, man. He probably could have told me the winning lottery numbers for the next 30 years after that statement, <laughs> and I wouldn't have remembered any of them. Right. You know, right. it was just so taken aback at that, but sorry, we had a Ross cut in there. Yeah, nothing wrong with a Ross cut. Man. Hashtag love Ross old cut. playing the Ross spade. Well, thank y'all for listening, and, uh, Look out for the next couple Mondays. It's going to be fun, folks. It will be fun. I think you will be surprised. And just bear in mind, we're going to do a standardized opening and closing. We're not going to banner it up. Yeah. That's going to be for our standard Pulling Weeds episodes, just so you guys don't have to worry. You're going to get a 15, 20, 30-second intro and a 15, 20-second 
closing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Alan will change all that and make them better. And I a could four, tell you. a four to nine minute interview. Yeah, depending that's on it. Who it is. Just a little quick snip on your Monday on your way in first of the week. All right, y'all be good. Thank you. Thank you now. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds, brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Want to become a member of the Carolinas GCSA? Visit carolinasgcsa.org for more information or call the office at 800-476-4272. Follow the show on Twitter at Pullin underscore Weeds or on Facebook at Pullin Weeds Podcast. <laughs>